Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. How do you create a successful podcast? Are there any good productivity resources for people affected by ADHD? Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome to the LeadX Show, the smartest way to start your day. Today's the weekly wrap-up show where we broadcast live via video on Facebook, and we take our time. We get to rant about miscellaneous stuff, whatever's going on in our world, and we answer your questions. And of course, I'm always joined on the weekly wrap-up now by LeadX editor Tara Millett. Hello, Tara. Hello, Kevin. Good morning. You are, at least for this live recording, about two days away from your 30th birthday. Hope oh you don't mind goodness. I just revealed that to the world. No, I'm, I think I've said it many times to our team. I'm so ready to get out of my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> 20s are such a mishmash, you know? It's just you figuring your stuff out. And I, I feel like 30s are where you start kind of chugging along a little more smoothly. So I'm ready for it. Good. Glad to hear yeah. it. Glad to hear it. How's things otherwise? Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I've had a bit of a wonky week this week. Uh, it, tell. I just, you know, it was one of those weeks where I just felt like nothing was really going my way, right? I'm never quite on the right beat. I'm never quite on the right, you know, thing. And I've been clumsy. I've been so clumsy. The what? other day, I yeah, I slammed my finger into my cutlery drawer. And it was just that one of those moments where you're like, okay, you know what? I give up on this week. This week is not for me. It's not my friend. Uh, and I think, you know, it kind of reminded me of um, something that one of my old acting teachers would say, which was, when you're having one of those days or one of those weeks or months, hey, who knows, where you're feeling particularly clumsy, she said it's really good to do a check-in because she saw clumsiness as a subconscious punishment, right? You're punishing yourself for something that you're not addressing. And so whenever I'm clumsy, I try to think about things that I might have left unanswered for myself or things that I'm not tackling that I feel I should be. Uh, or stress that I'm not, you know, really taking the time to process. So, uh, yeah, so anyone out there is walking into door jams like me, stubbing their toes, taking something out of the oven and burning their fingers, <laughs> you know, things that you've done a million times, right? You have the muscle memory and suddenly now you're all over the place. It might be that you're not really in line with yourself. I know that sounds kind of hippy dippy trippy, but No, I I'm I'm down with that. I know I never thought about it uh, as punishment and that's kind of, you know, that's kind Sabotage. of a word. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I often have, you know, I I'm all about mindfulness and um, experiencing and appreciating the moment. And so when I get clumsy and it does tend to not just be like, oh, I drop that glass in the sink and broke and that's it like there's usually three things in the same day like it does seem to to stack up mm -hmm. and i try to pause and say okay like i'm i'm obviously going too fast and i'm not here like i'm i'm just not paying attention what's going on and i try to slow down but i mean i'll 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 dig a little deeper to see like am i you know quote unquote you know punishing myself for leaving something undone or not not addressing something that's interesting 
Yeah, yeah, I thought so. And I, you know, I just by thinking of that and taking a beat, it actually helped a lot. Because like you said, it just kind of brought me back to the present where I'm like, you know what, I'm not paying attention to myself here. So yeah, it was nice. So it was a nice realization, but it was a tough week. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you got it behind you before your big birthday. Well, I've never been graceful. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you say, did you waste all those uh, moments? Hopefully, someone could watch and laugh as you slammed your finger in the door or something. You I know, should, like a, yeah, a, I should periscope my life. Yeah, I should just have a live feed to me, and it'll just be like a what a Benny Hill routine where right. you know I'm just running around and falling all over myself. But yeah, it was one of those. It was just one of those weeks. But what about you? You have, are you finished with the book now? Yeah, it's um, it, it's actually been a good uh, a good week. I mean, in a in a weird way. So I, um, for those tuning in, maybe for the first time, working on a book deadline and it passed officially, but like the editor wasn't saying it or the publisher wasn't saying anything, and so I just kept working away. I was behind schedule. Well, they popped up this week, and in fact, my agent uh, sent me kind of you know an email like, "You okay? You know what's going on? We haven't heard from you." So uh, then the editor said, like, I have to finish it this week. And so the good news is, like, first draft is done. The bad news is, I mean, there are there are holes and they just threw me like um, like they care about the citations, <laughs> which I hate that stuff. You know, like, oh, yeah, you got to use the word function here and we use this and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, there's probably 20 hours of work just in doing the citations right and we don't really have anyone that can, you know, help me with that in on the short notice. So I don't know, you know, I'm going to do what I can over this weekend and then just ship it off Monday. But it, that does feel good. And, um, you know, do you want you want to hear uh, you want to hear the working chapter titles now that I've got all 10 chapters? Are you kidding? Absolutely. Please. Let's I do don't it. think now the. People who follow me on social media have gotten glimpses because sometimes <laughs> sort of like a celebration finishing chapter, I take a picture of it and like put it out on there. But but here's what I've got so far. I don't know if these are going to stick, but close your open door policy, put down your smartphone, have no rules, be likable, not liked, lead with love, throw out your to-do list, play favorites, reveal everything, show weakness, and leadership is not a choice. So those would be the 10 chapters. Those are pretty snazzy, except for put down your phone. That's something I still struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> I think we struggle with a lot of these. And it's weird because I am stretching the topics here under the leadership category. But like even put down your smartphone, you know, the data is so clear. Like, you know, we are more productive if we set it aside. It's a safety hazard. If, you know, if you're a leader in a construction site or blue collar area, whatever, you know, a lot of accidents and stuff happen. Um, People are now saying they're not really sharing their true thoughts and feelings because they're afraid people are recording meetings and they don't want things to get out. Wow. So there's all kinds of reasons to kind of like, you know what, we should just kind of put that phone in our desk drawer when we get to work. But anyway, um, and then uh, this was fun um, with my productivity book, 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. It's now in like six languages and you never really make any money on the foreign language versions, but it's fun to see, you know, the book in another uh, language and to know that, you know, you're able to reach people around the globe. Speaking of which around the globe. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm really venting and ranting about stuff. Go for it. So. Tara, normally I get excited by our global reach of leadx.org, how many people are reading articles, listening to our podcast and all that stuff. 
And do you remember like the last time we checked and shared the data, how many countries we were in? I think if I'm remembering correctly, because I bragged about it to my boyfriend yesterday, Good. <laughs> it was around 150, right? Yes, it was 148 the last time we checked. And Vanya, who she lives in the United States, but is actually in Italy with her husband right now, who's Italian. Um, so I said, hey, you know, that reminds me, how are we doing in the rest of the world? And she sent me the list and a map showing that we are now in 192 countries. No so, way. Yep. So first, first thing I do is I Google, like, how many countries are there? And there's like 195. <laughs> And then, of course, because um, I have low self-worth, which makes me perfectionist, I go, yay, 192. And then what do I say? Why not the other three? Yeah. Well, <laughs> doesn't love us. Like, now I'm obsessed with the three countries that aren't, aren't you know, part of LeadX. So, of course, I look them up on the little map. And um, yeah. it's like a couple of countries right smack dab in the middle of Africa and then Greenland. And like Greenland. Oops. Come on, Greenland. I know. Don't be haters. Come on. Get on board. Seriously. So I, I don't know what the problem is there, but we um, Greenland doesn't like us for some reason. Um, we'll have to do a Greenland specific episode, maybe. And we'll have to go. Get them hooked. Ooh, oh my God. <laughs> Lead X on the road. Are you kidding me? Let's do it. <laughs> There's got to be some way. Why couldn't could it have been Portugal or something? <laughs> There's got to be some way to do like a Google analytics search on like, what are the popular search terms in Greenland? And yeah. then we'll just go on that topic to make sure they find out about us. I think they have a big fishing market, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can do leadership for captains on boats. Fish that would probably and... be pretty, yeah, that would be pretty good. And then this is um, almost an inside joke, but I'll share it. The other paperback book I got is from Kevin Cruz and T.E. Millette, How to Fire an Employee. Woo! It's more like a booklet than a book. But... I will announce to all of our podcast listeners that, you know, we did this free training on, it's like, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing if you ever have to do it, but like, how do you do this hard thing the right way? How do you fire someone the right way? So we did the free training and we basically, it was very, very popular. And so we turned it into this uh, like 50 page book for managers. And right now you can go on Amazon and the Kindle version is only 99 cents. We, we're not allowed to make it cheaper than that. So that's as cheap as we can make it. The paperback is $2.99. And even if you don't have to like fire someone this week, if you're a manager or plan to be a manager someday, your time will come. And believe me, I, I spent almost 20 years doing it the wrong way. And I, I feel guilty about that. It wasn't good for me or the, the person. And there really is a right way to do a very hard thing. So, I mean, spend the buck or whatever it is and, um, and go grab it on amazon.com. It's literally called how to fire an employee. So that's, that's good. And I'll have to give you a copy next time we um, get together yeah. face to face. That was super fun to research too. I've never fired someone, but uh, I feel confident now that I've You're done ready. the research. I'm ready to do it if it ever comes. But that's good. Well, anyway, enough of my rants. 
What are we moving on to next? Uh, I think we have some fan mail. If you're ready to have our egos soothed. Yeah, fan mail Friday. I live for it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, So this one's from Tony. And he says, hi, Kevin. Uh, Tony here responding to your podcast from September 26th. Good pro tip. I am going over my connections. I've not been into LinkedIn for the longest time, I think because I feel I have a solid job. But you guys are right. It's important to keep those connections Thanks. For anyone who's curious, what Tony's referring to is the Ellen Ensher podcast, uh, where she describes kind of becoming a little more selective about your LinkedIn connections so you can make more informed introductions between people and uh, kind of open up your network that way. Um, So it's great that Tony got into that. Yeah. And and another friendly reminder, Tara, it's like, you know, this is one where Ellen and I, um, you know, disagree a little bit, which does happen quite a bit with our guests, actually. Mm -hmm. And where we agree is, LinkedIn is an important platform and more important than ever before. I mean, they've um, they've activated video, they've redone their message feed. It's more Facebook-like, which a lot of people don't like, but it's becoming way more active than ever before. And so, you know, there's an old saying, uh, you know, dig your well before you're thirsty. And all the time I'm contacted from old friends and colleagues who are like, Hey, Kevin, out of the blue, I got fired from my job after 15 years, after 20 years at the company. I'm now looking for work. Can you help me out? And I go on their LinkedIn profile and they've got like five connections and all. it's just horrible. So dig your well before you're thirsty. Like go on to LinkedIn, update your information, and then you want connections. And, you know, a lot of my recruiter friends say, and it's kind of harsh, but like if you have less than 500 connections, they kind of think like, eh, that person doesn't have any game because, and then once you have more than 500, all that people see is 500 plus. It's like, I ha- I just went over this week, 18,000 direct connections wow. on LinkedIn, but it would only says 500 plus. But the, so whether you have 501 or 18,000, like Ellen would say, don't do the 18,000 because just the business we're in and the, the reach, I value those connections and access to their connections. But anyway, um, you know, Tony's right. Like if you haven't logged into LinkedIn in a while, get on there, update your information and start accepting and or reaching out, you know, to more colleagues. I'll admit I've been slacking on LinkedIn a little bit too. It's so easy to kind of forget that it's there when you have projects going on. But my next project is to try and get in, in depth with LinkedIn and find out what what is it that makes it work optimally for people. So I'm kind of knee deep in that. And it's been really interesting so far. It's a, it's a very different beast from when it first started. So it's really good to stay consistent with that. Um, but that's awesome. Go Tony. Uh, our next one is from Justice from South Africa. They say, I love your podcast. I listen to it at least twice a week changed in my life love that Boom. And, you know i want my name to be justice like right? that that name is so Ooh. cool and so cool. don't don't like i'm i'm not cool enough to know the answers but don't is it djs or rappers i always have multiple names so it's like some you know so-and-so aka so-and-so aka aka me, right, you know, also right. known as i'm gonna be kevin aka justice I'm just bringing you justice. Just, you can't just steal someone's name. <laughs> yeah, I can. It, it, it actually, <laughs> the last who, the last person that, um, the last fan mail was Tony. Yeah. And this is a very odd person. I know my girlfriend for a long time, my nickname was Tony. Long story, but like, so I'm, I'm Tony and now I'm Justice. What if you're AKA Justice Tony? Ooh, you like Justice it's a Tony. two a two parter, yeah, yeah, like or that. or Justice Leadership or something, you know, like lean into it like mm. an MC. 
Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Very snazzy. Uh, <laughs> are we ready for the iTunes review of the week? I'm ready. All right. This is from Adriana D. She says, I never listen to podcasts, but I recently got a recommendation to listen to this one. And I've found myself more engaged when doing repetitive work. And I feel more positive overall throughout my day. Highly recommend. Amazing. Thank you, Adriana. And, and please reach out to info at leadx.org and send us your uh, shipping address and we can send you some cool swag as a thank you for leaving that review. And for anyone else out there watching in Facebook land or listening on iTunes, please uh, feel free to go over to iTunes and subscribe and uh, leave a little review and we might read it out loud and send you a little thank you as well. Awesome. And I also want to remind everyone uh, again that, you know, we do a ton of free training over at leadx.org. In fact, on Friday, October 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern, we have attention high achievers dominate your day before breakfast and reach extraordinary productivity. And this is going to be taught by Jeff Sanders. And Jeff Sanders, I mean, he's, he's, I think, one of the top three, four, five productivity gurus in the world. And, um, you know, best-selling author, great teacher. He's got a new book coming out in a, in a few months. So that's very exciting. And if you're listening to this and you missed the live free October 13th free training webinar, all of these webinars are also put into the LeadX Academy archive. So the big thing is go to leadx.org, sign up for our email address, and then every week you'll get a notice about what the free training is for that week. I believe Jeff was on the show too, right? He was. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know the episode number, but he was on the show. I think he was an early one, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting stuff. All right. So our first question uh, is about podcasts says, my name is Jack, I'm 17, Australian, in my final few weeks of school, and I'm an aspiring businessman and entrepreneur. So first, I love LeadX. I read the interviews and tips every day. It has inspired me to want to also interview thought leaders, inspirational people, and business leaders, and create a podcast or newsletter from this. However, I don't know where to begin. I have the passion, but lack direction. So I was wondering if you could help me get started, please. Now, Jack actually had a lot of really specific, great questions after that, but I thought we could just start here and and talk about maybe your first experience with starting your podcasts. Yeah, Jack, thanks for the question and um, big congratulations, big ups. I mean, you're 17 years old. You're clearly ambitious. You got a lot of energy. You're investing in yourself, listening to the LeadX show, and I'm sure other great uh, shows. The good news, Jack, is I actually wrote a an, an article on leadx.org called How to Make a Podcast. So just go to leadx.org and then search how to make a podcast or go to Google and type leadx how to make a podcast. And um, I'm not exaggerating. Like I spent a thousand dollars to go through this one big how to be a podcaster course. And then I spent like another thousand dollars on another course. And then I read like five books. We spent thousands of dollars on audio engineers because we had some problems with the tech and all that stuff. So I took all that I learned from spending thousands of dollars and about three or four months of my life, and I wrote it into a free article for you. So you don't have to spend any of that money or go through or make the the mistakes I did. Um, You know, it covers, if you wanna go for training, where to get it. It covers what equipment to buy, how to name your show, uh, how to get guests on, how to interview. It's really A to Z. all that these courses are, there's a ton of these courses out there. This article will do it for you. And I think, you know, beyond that, what I would also answer is podcasting is 
the single best way to build an audience, build a brand, you know, we still do articles and social media, but podcasting is, is killing it. And so that's a great place to invest your time. And it's also a great way to meet influencers. I think that, um, Jack, the hard part is like, just start, like get off the ground. Um, you're going to struggle, like getting your first 10 guests, but use friends, family members, favors, bribes, whatever you need to do to get those first 10 guests. It gets easier after that. And just fail fast. Like, I think we've got a pretty good show, but every month I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm so embarrassed by what we did last month. Let's try something new, or I can't believe we did that. And even in the last 30 days, I and mean, we had microphone problems and <laughs> other things. So you will make mistakes. I'm going to continue to make mistakes, but just fail fast and keep moving forward. But that's how I would answer Jack. Awesome. All right. We'll see if we can. Maybe maybe I'll try and send him that article that you're talking about so cool. we can get it directly. Uh, next question is about productivity, and it's from Paul. He says, I recently stumbled upon a podcast of yours, and it was very invigorating. I've checked out your website and blog posts, and they are extremely informative. However, having had ADD for 25 years and now ADHD for 10 years, I'm having some difficulty implementing the routines and other advice. So my question to you is, do you have or know of a resource that would be targeted for an ADHD person? I found tons of websites for ADHD coaches, but it's difficult to find the right one as it is difficult to find the right mechanic, especially since they charge $60 an hour on average. It would be worth it if I absolutely knew the person was able to help me, but it's hit or miss. Thoughts? So short answer, Paul, is no. I don't have a specific resource that I can recommend. And there should be an affordable book course, something out there, because I also get this question quite a bit. The only thing I will add is that I also get a lot of emails from people who read uh, the 15 Secrets book who say, you know, I, I've been struggling through with ADD. Sometimes they say ADHD and the book has really helped. And in fact, Vanya on our team, she has ADD, has told me it's also helped. So I went back to her, said like, all right, so what parts of the 15 Secrets helped because there's 15 secrets. And she said that it was actually the energy portions, the energy and focus stuff. So things like drinking tons of water and focusing on quality sleep, not quantity sleep. Um, she noticed immediate differences. And then things like using the time timer, which is like, um, I, I call it the Google clock in the book to do those Pomodoro sequences where you're only working in short sprints of like 20, 25 minutes, then you pop up drink water, walk around, take some deep breaths, five minutes, 10 minutes, and then you go back into another 20 minute segment. So I don't have a specific solution, but that would be the only thing I might uh, suggest. I really like that idea too, because I think for most people, there's this idea that you have to concentrate and focus for hours at a time and be super duper productive. But I've always found when I take short bursts and take breaks, I'm able to kind of relax into things a bit more. So I think that's, that's great advice for everyone. Do we have time for one more question? Sure, we could do one more. Let's see. I have one on engagement here. Uh, it says, as an employee, how do you stay engaged when your manager takes your suggestions as you pointing out their shortcomings? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm going to split this question into, I think, two pieces. So it's tough. Like, how do you stay engaged if you're a manager? Well, you drive your own engagement the same way always, which is growth, recognition, trust. Fourth is communication. So if you work for a jerk boss, and I know that's not the question, but let's say you work for a jerk boss, you know, how do I stay engaged if the boss does X? 
you still need to find ways to grow in your role. You need to try to stimulate a culture of recognition and appreciation. It might not get returned, but usually it does. You need to focus on the future vision and opportunities for yourself, that your role and the company. And of course, like most of that would come from your boss. So if you work for, you know, 70% of how you feel is really in the control of the boss. So you can't control a lot, but 30 to 40% is your internal drivers, your intrinsic motivation. So whatever you can do to trigger growth recognition and trust, you need to focus on that. Now, how do you maybe get your boss to not take those suggestions as personal, you know, comments of personal flaws? Again, it's tough without knowing the specifics. I mean, for myself in the past, what I've always tried to do is, first of all, you always separate like the behavior from the person. And I try to frame it around that person's you know, self-interest. So if I'm going to go to, it's hard not to actually use a former boss's name, but if I say had a boss named Nancy and, you know, Nancy would never give me the information I needed to, you know, get my budget and forecast back on time or whatever, instead of saying, Nancy, you know, you're so disorganized or you're so last minute, I, it's, you know, I'm, I can't get my job done. I would frame it like, Nancy, listen, I've been thinking about how you need to submit your forecast to our investors, or you need to report our numbers at the first of every quarter. And I know that it's tough when we all get you our numbers to roll up with not enough time. I thought maybe if there's any way for you to give us what we need one week earlier, then we could give you what you need. Like that's a bad example. I just kind of came up with it on the fly, but try to align. Like what is your boss's goal? Is it, to increase sales? Is it to improve safety? Is it to get three more widgets out the door? Is it to have fewer customers call up and yell at them? Whatever that is, you know, link your suggestion back to that and make sure you're just talking about the behavior, not them as, as a person. That's really interesting. You know, we get a lot of questions about how employees can get their bosses engaged. And and I totally get it, though, because I've been in that situation a million times, and I think everyone has, where you just want your boss to maybe care in a different way or, or approach things differently. And like you said, you just can't really control them. Um, but I like your idea of trying to frame it more as, hey, I'm trying to make your life easier here. I, I want to make your job easier. I think this might help you do that. That's probably a great way to do it. But it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's just hard to to lead upwards. Very hard, very hard. <laughs> That's a great suggestion, though. I like that. Um, and uh, if there's any other questions on our Facebook Live, we can tackle those. But if not, I think uh, I'll move on to telling everyone what we have coming up next week. Great. We've got some really interesting, uh, interesting ones next week. And no longer any throwback Thursday, so we're back to our regular schedule. Good point. And uh, so we have Radha Agrawal. She is a social entrepreneur and CEO of Daybreakers, which is this really great early morning kind of dance movement that it's uh, now spread over like 20 cities or something. And it's a really interesting, it's kind of like a morning club, right? But uh, without obviously any alcohol, <laughs> but it's a really great, really great uh, company. 
<laughs> and then we got, I mean, hey, you know what? I guess whatever gets you through the yeah, day. I do Irish coffees that early in the morning, maybe. <laughs> I think they have vitamin water and stuff instead of coffee. Mimosas? But, Come on, Tara. Yeah, where's your creativity? Oh, there, you there you go. Actually, that does sound fun. Uh, and then we have Ryan Holiday, who's kind of one of the hottest young authors out there. And he's going to discuss his uh, book, Perennial Seller, The Art of Making and Marketing Work That Lasts, which is going to be super interesting. Uh, we have Robin Baxter author of The Membership Economy, which is something we are certainly on board with, uh, says, find your super users, master the forever transaction, and build recurring revenue. And that sounds really great to me. And then we have Dr. Natalie Hoff, a former teacher turned executive coach who is going to give advice for new leaders. So any first time managers out there might want to tune into that one, especially. His book is Becoming the New Boss, The New Leader's Guide to Sustained Success. Uh, so that's what we have coming up next. All really different and all really interesting, actually. Yeah, there it's a it's really is an eclectic mix, all strong. And that um, the first one with the Daybreaker movement uh, with Rada. So our our podcast producer on our team is Katrina, and so I always know when we have a really hot episode because she'll make some comment about it. So she doesn't usually say anything about these episodes that she's producing. But I think this is the third time that unprompted, I got a message from Katrina saying, hey, I was listening to uh, Radha Agrawal and just saying yes over and over, great episode. So if Katrina gives it the thumbs up, then we know that it's gonna get a lot of uh, positive reaction. Yeah, Katrina and I had the good fortune to run into Radha's twin sister at a conference. And uh, I think they co-founded Thinks together, right, right. Uh, feminine hygiene products and stuff. And so we, we had a really great time with her and all of her social entrepreneurship. So we're especially, I think, interested in Radha's side of it, too. So that's really cool. But, yeah, I think that's uh, that's everything we have coming up next week. Good. Well, friends, before we wrap up, don't forget, go to leadx.org forward slash subscribe to subscribe and rate the LeadX Leadership Show on iTunes. It's the single best favor you can do for us. And you can go to leadx.org forward slash ask Kevin to submit your question for the show. And Tara, I don't know. I think we're getting this down. We're, we're much more relaxed. I think the show's going well, right? Right. And a, a sweet 30 minutes. We're getting really good. We're getting good with this. <laughs> Until next time, remember, your family, your team at work, your community, we all need you to lead with intent. How will you lead today? <laughs>